Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Bud, where we speak with entrepreneurs, investors, thought leaders, researchers, advocates, and policymakers who are finding new and exciting ways for cannabis to positively impact business, society, and culture. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeldt. Are you a CEO looking to scale your company faster and easier? Check out Thrive Roundtable. Thrive combines a moderated peer group mastermind, expert one-on-one coaching, access to proven growth tools, and a 24-7 support community. Created by Inc. award-winning CEO and certified scaling-up business coach Bruce Eckfeldt, Thrive will help you grow your business more quickly and with less drama. For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com slash thrive. Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. And our guest today is Jade Daniels. She is co-founder and CEO of Ladies of Paradise. We're going to talk to him about the work that she is doing and her partner's doing in the cannabis space. I always love you know, talking with folks that are on the ground, you know, building brands, building product, particularly for particular segments, particular parts of the cannabis market. I think one of the interesting things that we're going through or that we have been going through and will continue to go through in cannabis is it's just segmentation and figuring out all the different people that are interested in cannabis, using cannabis. You know, who are they? What are their needs? How are they different? How do we really design experiences, product, brands for them? And I just think it's fascinating to see that process unfold, see people, um, you know, really spearheading this and being at the forefront of the industry. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm excited to hear the story, have the conversation, learn a little bit more what's going on in, in the world of cannabis. So with that, Jade, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for taking the time to be on. So before we kind of get in with Ladies of Paradise and, and what you guys are doing you know, today, give us a little bit of the story. Like how personally did you kind of get involved in cannabis? What was your professional background? Give us a little backstory. Well, I feel like um, in the beginning, 
everybody who gets into cannabis kind of already did it before, right? Or like most, most people did, you it's know? Like, it's like your second time getting into cannabis. Well, yeah, just, you know, like the legal side of things. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like I'm a little more comfortable talking about that now. I don't know. But, um, yeah. but yeah, originally I'm from Houston and, um, and I moved to Oregon in 2015 with my boyfriend at the time. And, um, and he basically, we were doing our thing in Houston and, you know, we saw, you know, Colorado went legal and then, um, and it was, you know, such a huge deal at the time. And, and then yeah. shor- shortly after Oregon, um, uh, was, you know, on the map to go legal as well. And so we were like, you know, we need to get out of Houston. Like, let's go tap into this, you know, legal cannabis world. And, you know, we looked into Colorado for a while and then it was so saturated, you know, it was right in the beginning. So it was so saturated at the time. And, and we said, oh, okay, well, Oregon's like next on the map. Like, let's check out Oregon. Oregon looks cool, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we started going out there and he met up with some guys who, um, who were opening a dispensary. And so we just started going up and checking it out quite a bit. And I was living in LA at the time because, Ladies of Paradise, when I founded it in 2014, was actually a jewelry and accessory company. And I was basically spending like half the year in Guatemala designing bags and buying jewelry. And I had this Etsy store that I then turned into a website. And so I moved to LA and I was working with like a bunch of bloggers and stylists and just a lot of creatives in the industry out there. And I would drive up to Oregon from LA like all the time. And just really fell in love with Oregon. And so we got our feet on the ground there, met some cool people in the area. And then we opened up our dispensary the day that recreational cannabis went legal in 2015. And so from there, I I mean, we were, I mean, we were like, I came from like a restaurant background and I, we like opened up the shop and we're like taking orders on like restaurant server pads, you know what I mean? Like to go pads, you know, it's just like, there was no systems, there was no metric, there was like none of that then. And so I really just, you know, from the day that we opened up, here in Oregon was just thrown into the mix and got to see all the brands that came through and you know it was medical before it was recreational so there were some already existing brands but it wasn't anywhere close to where it is today you know and just to see that whole progress and escalation of just you know how brands have really tapped into you know branding their products I mean in the beginning like there was (laughs) oh man I forgot the name of the brand but it was just like this laffy taffy thing like you know just like with a sticker thrown on it it was like watermelon you know it was like and so anyway so I really started to all these vendors would come in there would be like weed growers that would come in with their wives or their girlfriends and trying to sell us pounds or edibles or whatever it was and um a lot of times you know it'd be like the guy running the show but there would be like women in the background like you know doing all the just doing a lot of cool legwork in the back or women growers too. And I've always just been like a big fan, you know, big girl power fan, like always loved like, you know, girl lead singers of the band. And um, I just really found that there were a lot of really cool women in the cannabis industry and me not really knowing anybody, you know, I was like, Hey, like you guys are my people. Like these people are cool. And so what happened was I started getting more involved in the cannabis side of things in my own business and not to mention, I mean, my business, I, I was selling like, I would go to like Istanbul and the Grand Bazaar and buy like really elaborate, like intricate jewelry wow. pieces that like 
like Cara Delevingne would wear to Burning Man, for example, you know, and like, and so I just started getting, and it was very festival scene, you know, and I don't know, I was just kind of maturing, like out of that phase of my life, like I wasn't really into what I was selling anymore. And I was just consumed and like infatuated with this like growing cannabis industry, you know? Yeah. And so I started to shoot for my for the jewelry part of it. I started to I reached out on Instagram to Harley, who's now my business partner. But she had a vintage clothing company. And so we we would meet up and I was like, hey, I need somebody to like get creative with and do photo shoots and like, you know, take Instagram photos and stuff like that. And so we met up and then, you know, it turns out, I mean, in Southern Oregon, everybody, this has been like a growing community, like cannabis community since it's like the seventies, probably even before that, you know? And so everybody here, like on their, their summer jobs were like trimming or like pulling tarps and like, you know, and she, Mm -hmm. she dated a weed grower as well. And so everyone was just, you know, everyone smokes weed, everybody's into it. And I said, Hey, like, you know, this legal cannabis thing is really cool. Like, and I'm, I'm kind of over ladies of paradise as it is now. And she was kind of getting over her vintage clothing company. And I said, Hey, like, why don't we, you know, take all of this stuff to a weed farm? And like, we just started shooting like clothes and like fashion stuff, like on our weed farms. And then from there, it just kind of, we started developing this like really unique style. We, Obviously, if you know, if you've seen Ladies of Paradise, it's very colorful, mm-hmm. it's very vibrant, it's loud. And, and you know, like I said earlier at the time, like it was just very mundane, boring, you know, stuff out there. And so we started getting hired to come out to weed grows to we started a blog, first of all, and we would go out and we we met up with the grow sisters in Humboldt. They like invited us to this like women of weed sleepover at their weed farm, which was like the first Yeah, it was like the first licensed farm in California. And they came from like a family of growers and they're so cool. And there were so many really awesome women that we met there and that are still, you know, friends to this day and we get to see them like grow and blossom and you know how start all their brands like Thea from Humble Flower Co. We met her at that thing and we just watched her with this these tiny little samples and now her products are like in anthropology and I yeah. she just like got bought out and she's now onto something else now. So anyway, it was just really cool like the community of women that surrounded cannabis. And so once we went down there to the Grow Sister sleepover, we were like, okay, we're on to something, you know? And and at the time we didn't really think we had a whole lot of clout in the industry because like, you know, these were like grower girls getting their hands dirty and like, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And we were like bringing like blue wigs and sequin jackets to like dress them up, you know? And so we were like, (laughs) what are they going to think about us? You know, but it turns out, you know, we were a part of this like legal recreational market and they had so many questions for like me, you know, like in the dispensary world and like, you know, should we get a license, you know, and this and that. And so from there we kind of, that just spawned into us throwing a launch party and our launch party like was super awesome. And then, um, that kind of, when was that? When that, that was in 2017. Yeah. Okay. So it was in fall of 2017. And then, um, Oh wow. I guess we, we got, we got busy pretty quick. We had a, a buddy, um, Spencer who, who's, who owns a company called Farmers Market Distribution, and they're our distributor for Lady J's here in Oregon. And um, and he was just a big fan of what we were doing. We went to um, Jim Belushi has he has a house here, and mm-hmm. you know he's in the cannabis industry as well. And he he has a big a big harvest party every year. And so we went to Jim Belushi's party, and we met Spencer, who owns our distribution company. And he was like, 
you know, you girls are really tapping into this like market that is so important. There's so many women consumers and, you know, it would be if you guys ever wanted to launch a product, I would definitely sell it through, you know, I would distribute, yeah. I would distribute it through, through farmer's market. And so, you know, we were shooting for all these other brands and stuff and it was cool, but it was like putting our own style on all these other brands that were like, it only makes sense for us to have our own brand so we can make that our yeah yeah. we you know got to thinking we came up with joints are like the main thing that ever we all smoke and so we came up with the name lady jays and uh and we launched that in february of 2018 and yeah and so that we launched that thc joints in oregon and yeah it just kind of took off i mean you know they come in little packs of 10 half gram pre-rolls we put a lot of thought in, into that too because we, you know, there's a lot of like full gram pre-rolls out there that nobody ever seems to finish like when you light them. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, you know, and they're not that great when you go back and light it again. <laughs> yeah, it loses something. Yeah, totally. So a little half gram is pretty perfect to share with someone or if you just smoke the whole thing and want to get stoned, super stoned. But yeah, so Lady J's launched in 2018, still going strong. It just had a meeting with Farmer's Market in Salem yesterday, and we're just producing more than ever. And now we're working on getting into other states. But yeah, it just kind of spawned from dispensary world to blogging, tapping into like women in cannabis community. And then events, we threw some pretty spectacular events. All of our events were themed. We did like Cowboys vs. Aliens. We did, oh my God, that one was the best one. Just people, <laughs> oh, the costumes were insane. You can actually watch the video on it on High Times TV if you search Ladies of Paradise. I'll look for it. Yeah, it's really fun. And we did an 80s party. We did a British invasion party where you can dress up as anyone from England or whatever. And uh, yeah, it was just super fun stuff, you know, to bring to the cannabis industry that we saw happening in every other industry and we're like oh my gosh like why isn't this happening why aren't there costume parties weed costume parties and so so yeah so then now products are really our main focus now with the exception of some content creation that we do for Mm -hmm. for some other brands as well but um, we're really putting uh, most of our energy into lady j's and then also our new products that we have coming out yeah and i guess i'm curious do you see yourself as a cannabis brand for women or a cannabis brand by women or both? I mean, cause it's a, it's a really interesting brand and I'm just, I'm fascinated as you know, the industry develops, like what are the branding and sort of segmentation strategies? I mean, how, I guess, how have you approached this or how do you identify yourself and, and who you're serving? You know, it's, I hate to say that it's for women because we have so many male consumers yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean, exactly. our online sales are, I mean, they're pretty 50-50, honestly. And so we like to say, I mean, it's obviously by women. We're women-owned and operated. But we've never claimed that we're for women only because we're basically just for anybody who Lady J's is a brand that really embraces like authenticity and being yourself Uh and feeling comfortable in your own skin. And so that's kind of what we like to say, you know, who our target market is, is people who want to feel included, people who are wild, crazy or not, or smoke at home by themselves or, you know, it's just kind of something for everybody. It's definitely branded, you know, the, they're in little pink boxes and stuff, uh-huh. which obviously yeah, it's feminine. I mean, it's there's a feminine energy around it, but I could see it being, you know, appealing or attractive 
to anyone who identifies with this or you know, just wants to bring a little bit of this in their life for a little while. Like it, it's a, it's an interesting, yes, yeah, an interesting brand. And I, and I, I've, I'm not surprised that you're, you know, you're 50, 50 in terms of, you know, who's purchasing this. And, and as you've kind of gone to market, I'm, you know, it's, it's interesting to see who's, who's actually engaged with you on stuff. I mean, do you see, not to tip your hand too much in terms of what, what other products you're developing, but like how, like, what is the, what is the trajectory here? Right. I mean, obviously starting with, um, you know, half grand pre-rolls is a, you know, a particular part of the market. Cannabis has so many different products and, you know, modalities and stuff. I guess, where have you decided kind of you're going to play? Like these are areas you're interested in. And are there any areas that you're just like, you know what, we're not going to get into pet CBD products, right? It's just not who we are. It's not our brand. Like have you cordoned off anything around cannabis? Yeah, totally. I mean, I would say, yeah, like the pet side of things for (laughs) sure. And I don't know, like I think that uh, we have edibles on the map. Venus Electra is our next edible brand. Uh Uh-huh. And then, you know, all plant met like mushrooms and stuff or you mm-hmm. know, sight and that kind of thing are definitely like on the forefront, I think, as well. Uh, yeah. We're not so much into like, you know, like skin, I don't know, skin care. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I moisturize every day and stuff like that. But like, <laughs> I just You take care of your skin. Let's be clear of that. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't really, you know, see myself like being a big advocate for like, this serum, you know, this yeah. face serum or whatever. But yeah. I appreciate those things, but um, maybe just not something that I would go after personally as um, as a product. But um, but yeah, I think that um, we basically are sticking to. Uh, we have a brand called Day Trip, and we had like a little stint with that. It was kind of during the vape crisis, you know, a couple mm-hmm. years ago, and when we launched, like right before then. And I mean, we weren't doing any botanical terpenes or anything like that, but the vape industry just kind of plummeted as a whole. Yeah. And um, but anyway, we have that, and you know, we dab t- from time to time. We smoke cartridges and stuff, but um, so we have Day Trip, which is dabs and cartridges. We have Venus Electra, which is edible. And then we have obviously Lady J's and then we have a brand called Clara that's like more like sophisticated brand, which is like topicals and stuff like that. But these are all just, you know, there's Venus Electra is the one that's coming live next um, when we're going to launch with like gummies and stuff. And it's very space themed and um, uh, super cool branding on that as well. But um, but yeah, those are the main things that we're sticking to, like things that we do the most. Are you yeah. as a woman owned company, I'm I'm curious what your experience has been. Right? I, I I find that on one hand, you know, cannabis is, you know, has a very strong focus on, you know, equity and inclusion and you know, that there's been a lot of good efforts and acknowledgement and participation. You know, on the other hand, you know, there's a historical cannabis culture, you know, which, you know, may, maybe is not so inclusive. <laughs> what has been your experience? Where have you found, you know, the cannabis world to be, you know, supportive? Where have been some of the challenges? I'm curious to get some insights. Um, I think to being a being a women owned company, we've experienced and, and just being, you know, younger women in the industry, we've definitely okay. like gotten the runaround from like different companies that we were like, dude, if we were like. 40 year old men, like, I don't think they would ghost us like this or talk to us like that. Or, you know, um, so there's been like a couple instances of that. That's been just a little frustrating, but on top of that, like, I, I think that just cannabis industry in general is, especially in Oregon and stuff, it's the license, the licensing fees. It's hard for everybody to, to, to be involved unless you have like serious backing or in investment, you know? And so, I think that that's been an issue for us. We have no investment. Like we're all just, you know, 
we spend everything we make, we work really, hard, you know, to, we work really hard to grow. I mean, but yeah, I think that it's, um, that that's a really important, we do a lot of events and, and fundraisers and stuff to support that cause as well. But yeah, I think that it, the, the main thing for us is just, uh, just being treated differently, like because we yeah. are young women in the industry, like I, I could go into detail about what that looks like. But you know, it's just, we try not to like dwell on it. As soon as some, we see somebody who is not taking us seriously or who is just kind of wasting our time, we're like, okay, this person is not, yeah. uh, you know, these aren't our people. Yeah, move on. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, what have, what have been some of the other challenges? I mean, I, I'm just always fascinated by, you know, things that have come up, <laughs> either expected or unexpected in terms of, you know, as, as the business grows, as, you know, you've got success, as you've kind of increased operations and um, production, like what have some of the hurdles that have come up that you've had to overcome? One of our biggest issues uh, we had was like, it's so just fascinating that all these states will legalize cannabis, but then they won't allow you to smoke it anywhere. And <laughs> you know, we, it, but we just can't use it. Right. And so, um, so we, when we were, you know, throwing all these events and, and that was the main focus of our, of our business, we got this lease in Portland and the building was super sick. It came with like this badass like rooftop just event space venue. Right. And, uh-huh. and the, the people who ran, who own the building are super awesome. Like we're friends with them. They're great. But like that was a shared space among, you know, everybody in there. And so when we got pitched the idea to move in, it was like, yeah, the rent's four grand a month, but you know, you get this killer event space and you girls can, you know, make that money in one event, you know, a month. And so we're like, okay, cool. And then the, but that came with this, um, retail space like downstairs. And so we needed an office and we were like, okay, you know, what if we have a, make a store and we basically curated this like weed girl store with like our offices in the back. We had like, we, we sold a lot of like women owned and just, you know, all just catered to like the quintessential weed girl. Right. But anyway, so what happened was the people in the second on um, the story, they ended up getting a liquor license for the rooftop. And if you get a liquor license, you yeah. that like crosses out the ability Nullifies. Yeah. yeah, to do any sort of cannabis consumption. And so anyway, so then that happened and we weren't able to throw one event up there and then got stuck with like a three year, oh. four grand a month lease. And so that was really hard. And then on top of that, our square got shut down for our store. Because, because and this was before Square had their like CBD program, you know, and mm-hmm. so so that got shut down, and then we were just like, how the hell do we make any money, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> we were like having to use Venmo to pay payments and like all sorts of stuff. It was just like it was super hard, but yeah, with the, our Square got shut down. It was really hard to find another payment processor. And then our store got broken into, we got robbed and then our insurance didn't cover it because it was CBD that got stolen and and because we were a CBD store. And so, yeah, just, I think, you know, being a pioneer in the industry that going through all those hurdles was, you know, just part of it, I guess. But yeah, those were all big learning experiences and really, really sucked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. School of hard knocks. 
Yeah. As you look at kind of the, you know, how cannabis is being shaped today, I mean, we've got all these kind of different states with different, you know, kind of rules and regulations about THC and CBD and, you know, various, you know, efforts underway at the federal level. I mean, what are you most interested in looking forward to in terms of changes in the market, you know, either in terms of the legal or regulatory stance or just kind of general trends that you see going on in cannabis? I mean, definitely national legalization, right? I mean, that's like mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. biggest one for us. And that's where we started, you know, we started Lady J's with our THC packs here and we're working on licensing into other states to kind of get them to spread the brand into other states. But what's great about our CBD packs is that, that, you know, we can sell those on our website and we sell, mm-hmm. you know, those in states across the U.S. And so, um, that's kind of our game plan with that is to use our CBD and hemp packs to get our na- our brand into all these states. And then once national legalization rolls around, you know, we'll have a presence in states and then move in with the THC packs. And then being from Oregon, you know, where it's like the outdoor growing Mecca, like yeah. of the world, pretty much, um, we have an abundance of flower and partners here that can produce enough to, you know, hopefully sell to and fulfill, you know, orders for the whole U.S. So that's kind of the main thing that I'm excited about and that exciting with everything that's going on right now. I saw, I mean, New York's legalizing and... Uh, I know, we're hoping. <laughs> we'll see. You know, as, as your business has grown and uh, evolved, changed, uh, I mean, you've, you've gone from, you know, kind of one industry into cannabis that has, that has evolved, you know, clearly now you're looking at a multi-state operation here. I'm curious what kind of work you've needed to do, you know, for yourself in terms of, you know, leadership and really kind of thinking and like how you've kind of leveled up your own, you know, abilities and skills, you know, to kind of meet the challenges of the business. I'd be curious to get some insight on that journey. Yeah, I think I, I mean, I have, I came, I mean, I've grown cannabis. I've worked in dispensary world. I've gotten to work on the retail side of things a lot now in wholesale now and, you know, now I have my own product and stuff. And so it's definitely been a learning experience with everything. I think that that's one of our, it's funny, like Lauren Yoshinko, I don't know if you know her, but she's a writer and she wrote this really epic Forbes article about us. And it was kind of just like the coolest article anyone's written because she, we didn't know she was writing it and she was a model uh-huh. in one of our shoots. And what she said about us was that we, you know, when we don't know how to do something or when a client wants to work with us and they say, oh, can you do this? We would be like, yeah, 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 we can do that. You know, and we would just like <laughs> we'd roll with it or we would learn how to do it. And I think that that's like one of the biggest, you know, pluses to our team and is that we just we're just, you know, and this industry in general, it's just like it's a new industry. There's just so much to learn and, you know, so many things to figure out that we're learning along the way. And I think just uh Going with the flow, running, rolling with the punches, and and just being confident has has gotten us a long way. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I can see that being true. I mean, I think part of the challenge of being an entrepreneur in general is you know a little bit of fake it till you make it <laughs> and say yes, and then figure out how to do it later. But you know, in cannabis, it's just more so, just because there's so many changes and so many uncertainties, and the industry is evolving so quickly that um, you know even an experienced cannabis person will face challenges that are just new to the industry. I'm curious how you've kind of maintained your your team and your partnerships and the women involved in the company. Like, how do you 
kind of stay on the same page? How do you stay connected? How do you make decisions? I mean, I, I, I work with a lot of sort of partners and uh, various ilks and it can be a challenge, right? You know, new opportunities can create, you know, different opinions and different views of things. How do you stay on the same page? Yeah. So um, when we had the store and we had the shop, everybody was, you know, we'd go into work all together and stuff. And then um, once we, we did end up getting out of that lease, we got somebody to move in, thank God. And, uh, you know, we had like some other little places and we would work in, and I'm actually located in Medford and um, and the rest of our team is in Portland, but they come down about twice a month. And so we basically, we have a weekly, now we don't have, I mean, we have a warehouse down here that we rent a space in for the CBD production, which I manage. And then the girls have a studio up there for all the creative and photography stuff. But we have a weekly Zoom meeting with four girls. COVID definitely threw a huge wrench in things. And we, you know, some of the people on our team, we had to, you know, come off payroll, move to contract Mm -hmm. work, you know, and staying connected through that obviously was a, we did what everybody else did. We, you know, virtual meetings and Zooms and gosh, that was a crazy time. We would like be like, okay, we need to have like weekly Zoom yoga sessions too and like all sorts of stuff to just stay connected and stuff but we kept the weekly zoom meetings those are really helpful and then like with our producer we have a new producer for thc lady jays here in oregon who are amazing they produce pre-rolls called exotic blends and now they're producing our lady jays and they're just so epic and so i have like a weekly call with them to manage, you know, flower intake, sourcing, payouts, and just production levels. And then let's see, we have a, we have a, it's all virtual now, you know, like, I think that that's the biggest thing that happened out of 2020 is just, you know, figuring out how to work without physically seeing each other. And so that's how we manage all of our relationships with everybody, all of our partners, for the most part. I mean, I do go out to the farms that we work with now. I mean, we've come a long way since then, I I think. Um, But I... (laughs) I definitely go out and visit the farms still and now go, you know, go into like yesterday we had a big meeting, um, a meet and greet with uh, all the new salespeople for Farmers Farmers Market, our distributor, just to talk about Lady J's and reintroduce ourselves and stuff like that. And so we met there in person in Salem and, you know, it's definitely cool to start to be able to do those types of things again. Obviously, we miss events and are looking forward to that. But yeah, yeah, we're planning that too. As soon as that can open up, we're down to... To get moving on that but um but yeah i think just virtual is like the way that we've been we've been doing it yeah making it work staying connected yep excellent jade this has been a pleasure if people want to find out more about you more about ladies of paradise lady jays what's the best way to get that information so you can follow us at ladies of paradise on instagram and then our lady jays instagram is at smoke lady jays and then we also have an Instagram for Venus Electra. That's at Venus Electra Edibles. And my personal Instagram is at Hey Jade Hey. Great. I'll make sure that uh, the links and the handles and everything are in the show notes so people can get that information. Jade, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for taking the time today. Thank you so much. Have a good day. That's it for this episode of Thinking Outside the Bud. Be sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast app so you don't miss our future episodes. See you next time. You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud with business coach Bruce Eckfeld. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets, and access other great content, visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter 
at thinkingoutsidethebud.com forward slash newsletter. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.